There's the one about how my parents met because my dad went to college with my mom's brothers. There are several about each of their four children, including me, doing adorable, hilarious, sometimes frustrating things. About how we made sure everything from dinner portions to Christmas presents were exactly even and fair. About times we got lost and then found. We have great stories about each of our dogs. My family tells stories about my grandparents that feature their lives in the early 20th century and how different things were. My grandfather was the youngest of six and doted on by his mother and aunts. That explained a lot. <laughs> my grandmother had polio as an infant and that overcame all kinds of obstacles to become a wife and a mother, and that explains a lot too. The stories we tell ourselves reinforce our values and help us remember who we are. My mom proudly shows off a family budget on a scrap of paper from when my dad was a student, and she had to stretch every dollar. We retell stories about how my grandfather helped poor families in his town because he was lucky to make a good living. My grandmother often told the story of how her father lost all his money in the Depression, but told the family they hadn't lost everything because they still had each other. These stories become part of the fabric of being in our family. At some point, we stopped wondering about the facts and details of the story, and it's become more important to understand why we keep telling them. At some point, we realized, as many families do, that the reason a story is told so many times is not because it's factual, even if it is, but because it's true, because it conveys the essence of who we are. Now, there are lots of things that happen in my family that aren't passed down as part of our story. Some things are left out due to shame, although we do still tell tales about our alcoholic uncle. Other things are left out because we forgot them, or maybe they just don't make the point about who we really are. Our family stories tell us what we value, what we want others to know about us, and what we want future generations to carry on for us. Our stories are a way of connecting us to each other and to other families with their own stories. Human beings tell stories, that's what we do. Some of the earliest evidence of humankind on earth is in the form of stories. They're left behind on the walls of caves. Later stories are carved into stones or inscribed onto scrolls. And these stories, too, tell us what we value and who we are. In the Bible, you can read many stories about Jesus, his birth, his family of origin, his travels, teaching, and miracles. And maybe it's occurred to you, it certainly has occurred to me, that these aren't everything there is to know about Jesus. Surely there must be stories about him as a child, or a teenager, or a young man. But we don't have those stories. 
In today's gospel, John tells us the reason. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that through believing, you may have life in his name. We haven't been handed down a biography of Jesus or the history of a movement in his name. What we have are specific stories that tell us what we need to know to believe and have life in Jesus' name. I'm sure lots of the lost stories about Jesus are factual, but the stories we do have are true in a very profound way. They're handed down to us because they tell us the truth, that God so loved the world that God sent God's only Son. The stories we hear about Jesus, the stories we tell about Jesus, form a connection between Jesus and his early followers and us. They form a connection between us and Jesus. And this connection is not something that we achieve or that we possess. It's an ongoing relationship that changes and deepens over time. These stories are how we share in the life of Jesus. They're how we encounter him and join the fellowship of others who are in relationship with him. I'm conscious of how this gospel uses the word believe. A couple of weeks ago, Father Zach preached a sermon in which he made a distinction between belief in a set of facts and faith in Jesus. And I think he's right. And I think the gospel reading today from John doesn't contradict that. The gospel says that the stories we have are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and so that you may have life in his name. And of course, what we have is in English and was originally written in Greek, and it's hard to translate exactly. But instead of convincing us to accept a certain set of facts, these gospel stories are inviting us to enter into the life of Jesus. These stories are how we enter into a life-giving relationship. There's a comfort and excitement in that understanding. Because if you accept a set of facts, well then that's, that's all there is to it, that's that. But if you believe into or enter into the life of Jesus, well, that process can go on forever. The gospel stories handed down to us, in fact, the entirety of scripture, are our family story. They tell us more than the facts. They tell us the truth, that God created us out of love, that God created us for each other. That when we stray and get lost, God finds us. These stories remind us of our family values. Hospitality to strangers. Care for the vulnerable. Worshiping God and not things. Honoring our family ties. 
Jesus tells Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. The stories that John and Thomas and Peter and Mary Magdalene passed on to us are the way we see and come to believe. They did that by telling and then writing down some of the stories. They also did that by living out the story of their faith. And that's the point of it all. We read and share the stories handed down to us so that we can live the story in our own lives, so that we can not only remember that we have life in Jesus' name, but live as if it's true. South African priest and peacemaker Renee August says, we've been told stories about who we are and then acted as if those stories are true, and in doing so, made them true. It's worth remembering and reflecting on the fact that the first Christians didn't have this or any other written gospel. John was able to write it and pass it on to us because others passed it on to him. And the way they did that was to tell stories and invite others to enter into the life of Jesus. These are our family stories. They are how we know who we are, where we come from, and how we invite others to enter into the life of Jesus. Unlike the earliest Christians, we do have the words of Scripture. And like them, we too can live as if the stories of God's love for us especially through Jesus, are true. Amen.